Uh, how many of you think that prayer is important? You don't have to raise your hands for all these, but <laughs> just nod your head. Right? Um, God's people throughout Scripture we see are praying people. That's a huge part of being a Christian, isn't it? To be somebody who has a relationship with God and that you, you understand that God, by His Spirit, through His Word, speaks to us. And so there really shouldn't be a drought of reading God's Word. That's a very important thing, isn't it? But also, God wants to hear from us. He went to great lengths to reconcile us to Himself in a relationship, right? We are adopted into His family. We have... Our Father, our Abba Father, is the, the King of the universe. Uh, he's the sovereign God who rules over all things. And it really is amazing that we have the privilege at any moment, any day, to just go straight into the throne room through our mediator, Jesus Christ, to talk to our God. I want tonight to be a, a time of just encouraging you to pray. I don't know, do any of you have struggles praying? Sometimes you feel like maybe you're too busy to pray. Sometimes maybe you feel that uh, you can't go to God right now because you've been so disobedient or you're too sinful to go to God. And, and that's something that really Satan wants to tell us, and our flesh wants to tell us, the world wants to tell us that, that we're not good enough to go to God. But then that's a, a misunderstanding of the whole concept of salvation, isn't it? It is solely by God's grace, His favor, His mercy, that it's simply through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and His cross work on our behalf that we are able to be totally forgiven for all of our sins, declared to be absolutely as righteous as Christ is because indeed he has imputed Christ's righteousness to our account. And therefore, God is pleased with us all the time. Now God is growing us. He, he sees that we have areas where we need to change, we need to repent, we need to confess. But throughout Scripture, you have no, nobody is reserved or, or told that they shouldn't, even in whatever the condition they're in, come to Christ, come to God to speak to him. So I think it's very important that you have that assurance that he wants to hear from you right now. I just think of a picture of a, a king sitting on the throne and, and uh, there being a little uh, toddler crawling around at his feet. And he's pleased. He's not saying... Hey, somebody get this person out of my presence. He always accepts us with precious love. We're his little ones. One of the reasons we might not pray is because we don't have a plan. You know, you hear people preach on, well, you ought to be having your quiet time every day for 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. And you, and you might feel... Uh, that it's kind of a little legalistic standard to put on you, or, or, or maybe you just, for whatever reason, you don't have a plan to do it. But tonight, I want to give you a tool that will enable you to have a plan to pray for an hour. 
Some of you maybe have never done that. Maybe, some, maybe for some of you it's just part of your life to do that. But praying for an hour if you have a good plan is not only, it's hard to stop actually once you get going. And I have an example of a plan that we're going to go through tonight. It's called the prayer wheel. Now, this is based on a concept that I learned in seminary. There was a book by Dick Eastman called The Hour That Changes the World. And this isn't his diagram, uh, but it's, it's similar to it. I took a prayer class in seminary, and it was, it was amazing to see how many prayers there are in the Bible. I mean, you've got a whole book that's devoted to it, the Psalms, right? I was talking to Pastor Rick about, you know, he's taught through the Psalms, and he just loves the Psalms, loves to pray the Psalms. But if you look at this prayer wheel, you see that it's broken down into five-minute increments. And there's one main concept for those five minutes for you to follow and we're going to do this here tonight. And, and on the second sheet that I have there for you, I have scriptures that are used for that particular topic to inspire prayer or to give direction of prayer about that particular topic. And so you focus on praise, for instance, and we're going to do that. And so what we're going to do tonight, I'm going to start out, you see the, the first one is just at the zero minute mark, and we're going to... We're going to pray for an hour. And I'm going to read some scripture, and I might pray some as well. And, uh, but just pray at your tables. Just feel free to just pray out loud around your table. If, you're, if nobody, everybody's run out or you want to just be quiet, and just make sure you're praying some of these thoughts, some of these ideas you know, to the Lord. And so we're going to start out and... The first one, the first five-minute segment we're going to use is praising the Lord. Think there's enough to praise the Lord about? I'm just going to read these scriptures, and then I'll let you pray for about five minutes. So Matthew 6, 9 says, Pray then in this way, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Nehemiah 9, 6 you alone are the Lord. You have made the heavens, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them, and the heavenly hosts bow down before you. Psalm 89, 8. O Lord, God of hosts, who is like you? O mighty Lord, your faithfulness also surrounds you. So just spend some time praising the Lord. Lord God, help us by your spirit to express thanksgiving to you as well. First Chronicles 16.34, we read, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. And you write through your your authors, Lord, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And in First Thess 5, we're told that we're to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And Lord, one thing we thank you for is our governing authorities. 
We know we should pray for them. First Timothy 2, 1 through 4 says, First of all, then I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And you teach us in Romans 13, every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God. And they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Lord, we pray for our leaders. We pray for this election. Lead my brothers and sisters as they pour out their hearts about these things. And Lord God, you've placed us in the body of Christ and you've taught us how to pray for the church by the example of the Apostle Paul, Lord. He says in Colossians 1, 9 and 10, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And in Ephesians 1, 16 and 17, he says, I do not cease giving thanks for you, while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. 4, 1 through 3, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have, with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another, in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Pray for each other and pray for the leaders of your church. And, O oh Lord, we cry out for the lost. We pray for our lost family and friends. and We pray that you would save, O oh Lord. You tell us in the book of Acts, I'm sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. Paul prays, or he says, Brethren, my heart's desire, my prayer to God is for their salvation. Jesus said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. And seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Pray for the lost. And we need to pray for our families. We need to pray for the needs that we have. Uh, Jesus teaches us in Matthew 6, your father knows what you need before you ask him. But he teaches us to ask, to give us this day our daily bread. 
And we are to pray for parenting in our children. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7 says, These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And wives are to be subject to their own husbands as to the Lord. And husbands are to love their wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. But Lord, we need, we need your power and your grace to fulfill our God-ordained roles in marriage. And we pray that you would uphold marriage in our country and around the world. To make sure we get out at 7.30 and can pick up children and all, we're going to combine a couple of these and finish out. Um, there are a few things that we need spiritually, many things we need spiritually, right? We need to be able to pray to resist temptation. Matthew 6.13 says, And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Matthew 26, 41, keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And pray for understanding. Psalm 119, 18, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. And James 1, 5, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives all to all generously without reproach. Pray for those things, those spiritual needs. And specific prayers for spiritual needs are some things like confessing our sins, forgiving us our debts, praying that we would abstain from every form of evil and that our love would abound still more and more. Just take some time to uh, pray for these things. And Lord, you've called us to pray for the persecuted. Hebrews 13.3 says to remember the prisoners as though in prison with them and all those who are ill-treated since you yourselves also are in the body. And we're to pray for those who persecute us. Matthew 5.44-45 through 45, But I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. And Luke 18, 7 and 8, Now will God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night, and he will delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Let's pray for the persecuted church. And Lord, finally, we pray for your return. Revelation twenty twenty two says, He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Matthew six ten, your your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And first Thessalonians four eighteen, therefore comfort one another with these words. Pray for Christ's return. Lord, cause us not to love this world. Cause us to long for your appearing, Lord. That there be nothing down here that would cause us to cling or to worship anything that's created. That there would be no idols in our life that would cause us to love them more than we love our Lord Jesus Christ. We long for your appearing. We long to see you face to face 
and to see you and to be like you. So we pray, come quickly, Lord Jesus. As we've experienced a taste of the fellowship and prayer that we can have around these tables, Lord, cause it to be inspiring to us that we would spend much time in prayer. Recognize that it is very effective, that it is the best time, best thing we can invest in, and that is to just speak to you. Christ in my prayer, amen. You spend about, 40, about 50 minutes in prayer. We get a little late start on that, but uh, a good taste, a good taste of prayer time. So, so uh, I'll pray for all of you that you'll have the opportunity to implement some of that as well. So you're dismissed. Appreciate it.